What's up, y'all? It's Kavya. Welcome back to the ninth episode of Women on the Mic. Today, I'm here with an extremely special guest. I'm honored to have three-time Olympic medalist Carmelita Jeller with me and fastest woman alive. Thank you so much for taking the time and coming to talk to me today. Oh, no worries. Thanks for having me. So you are a three-time Olympic medalist, and you won gold in 2012 in the 4x100, and you set that world record then. And additionally, in Shanghai with um, your 100 meters, you're the second fastest woman behind Flojo, and you're the fastest woman alive. That is insane. So what does it what does it mean to you to have a title like that? Oh, you know, to have that title, it's, it's really special. But it just means I work my buns off. Yeah, yeah. I, I put in a lot of work. I put in a lot of sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And um, I just set some really, really high goals. And, yeah. And that's how I became the fastest woman alive. It's all about setting goals and smashing them. Yeah. I mean, a lot of the time, like, we we kind of see the results and, like, the end product, but it's really important to recognize, like, the journey and the sacrifices, as you said, that you've made. So can you tell me a little bit about those sacrifices you've made and kind of your journey to get where you are, some of the challenges you might have had to face, things like that? Well, in 2007, I made my first team, and it was so many sacrifices where I was waking up at 4.30 in the morning, I was working out at five o'clock in the morning in the dark yeah. and I was working a full-time job and then I was working a night job so I just sacrificed like my 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 hanging out you know that just wasn't happening at mm-hmm. the time it was all about track and field yeah so sacrificing like my social life sacrificing you know personal life as well and just putting everything and putting all my eggs in one basket yeah you know that's pretty much what I had to do to to make everything happen for me I had to get into that tunnel vision you know when people say oh I was in the tunnel vision yeah that tunnel vision is is a serious place to be Mm -hmm. and when you're focused and you're determined um you you're willing to you know make it happen for yourself yeah and so I just had to sacrifice a lot to to make the things that I want come to life Mm mm-hmm Definitely. That's really inspiring to all of us. I know um, I play competitive volleyball. So, you know, to hear that coming from you about sacrificing, I know a lot of the times like I've had to skip, you know, hanging out with friends for, you know, those extra few hours of practice, things like that. But ultimately, it's that vision and goal that, you know, we all have and that we all strive for. So it's really inspiring. Um, I know we have our Olympic season, you know, raining upon us soon. So I want to talk to you about your time in the Olympics. Um, Tell me about that experience, you know, like walking on um, in London. How was that? Was it as surreal as people say it is? It is everything that you think it is. Mm-hmm. Like when you watch a movie and they highlight it like it's the best thing since sliced bread. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's really, it's that feeling. Like walking into the opening ceremony, mm-hmm. I'll never forget. Yeah. I don't even know how to put it into words. Yeah, I, I can imagine. I can't even explain it. It's a feeling, it's an emotion, it's a, like, I made it, you know, it's just, it's overwhelming, I will say that, it's a lot going on while you're there, but that moment is priceless, I tell people that, 
If you ever go to the Olympic Games and someone tells you not to go to the opening ceremony because, you know, it's so many hours and you're on your feet, yeah. I would definitely tell them that that is one of the biggest parts of going to the Olympics is walking into that opening ceremony. It is it is the high, It was the highlight of my career, not even running 6'4", <laughs> not even getting the gold medal, yeah. not even crossing the finish line. It was truly walking in there with all of the sports, yeah. um, with walking in as a unit, you know, it, mm-hmm. just, it meant a lot. Yeah, that, that's true. Like, I've seen all these, like, movies, and even just watching, like, the Olympics, the actual opening ceremony, it just gives me goosebumps every time everyone walks out, because there's just so many inspirational people surrounding you. Um, I know you've had the chance to compete against some amazing athletes. Who are, like, a few of the athletes that kind of, like, stand out to you and you're inspired by? Um, that, I, that I competed against? Yeah. Okay. Wow. You know, what there were so many people that, you know, I was inspired by when I was running. Mm -hmm. Um, There was people like um, Lauren Williams, I would say. Lauren Williams was a 100-meter sprinter Mm -hmm. and and a 200-meter sprinter, but Lauren um, was was, um, a little dinged up. Her body was, um, you know, she kept getting injured, but Lauren was so inspirational because if Lauren was in the final, she was making the team. Mm. Um, I loved competing against her because, you know, to watch a woman, like, step it up a whole nother notch, yeah. you know, when, when the lights come on, like, that's something that you have to commend because a lot of people, when the lights come on, they get a little afraid, they mm-hmm. get a little scared, they crawl into a shell, yeah. but for you to step it up even another notch when the lights come on, I have to commend women when I see that, like Alice's definitely. Um, you know, Mona Lee stepped it up as well. Bianca Knight, Sonya Richards Ross, um, you know, Jenny Simpson. I can I can go on and on. Don Harper. Yeah. Like so many women stepped it up when they had to, and and that's the part of the sport that you have to admire. Yeah. Like it's great to see people run fast. But it's another thing to see someone come through a challenge from maybe being hurt or like Allison Felix right now from having a baby and, you know, coming back and making teams. Like, that's the part that makes you say, okay, so she's official. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely really important, the mental aspect of the game. I mean, uh, for running especially, you're kind of like – It's just you running. And so I feel like mental toughness is really important. And so when you train, like what, how do you train mentally or what kind of, what do you think is the kind of mindset you need to be a successful sprinter? Well, I mean, everybody's different. You Mm -hmm. know, every person, every person is different. Every person has a different drive. Yeah. Every person, you know, comes from a different background. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't say that there's a blueprint on how to be successful sprinter and how to push yourself to the to the next avenue because one person's motivation could be money and another person's motivation could be something totally different you know yeah so um you know when I competed um you know I just always wanted to be the best like that was my motivation Mm -hmm. my motivation was I wanted to be the one yeah so you know knowing that when I trained my mindset was 
okay, whatever I did last week, I need to do better this week. Mm -hmm. And whatever workout I hated needed to become my best workout. So that was the type of athlete I was. I was an athlete that would would set the the mindset of everything that I hated needed Mm -hmm. to be everything that I loved. Where did you kind of like get this mindset from? Was it like, you know, from your parents, coaches, or did it, was it kind of intrinsic and came like from within yourself? Um, I'm going to say it was a combination of myself and a combination of John Smith, Mm -hmm. because John Smith, who was my coach um, when I ran 10-6 and, you know, got my three medals from the Olympics, he would always tell me, you know, I needed to be a good quarter miler or I needed to be a good 300-meter runner in order to run a fast 100. Mm -hmm. And even though I I didn't like the quarter and I didn't like running 300s, I knew that those were the things that were going to make me a monster on the, the, the event that I loved. Definitely. So I said, okay, let me take what I hate and make it my best friend. <laughs> um, I kind of want to zoom out a little bit and talk about, you know, your time before track early on. I know, you know, you started playing basketball and your brother plays basketball, so... Um, how did you like transition into track and like when did you realize like dang I'm like really fast? Well, it was it was by accident really that oh, I really? got into track and field. I was a freshman in high school. Um, my basketball coach wanted me to go out for the track team just so I could stay in shape. That's what was so funny. Oh. And um I went out there and I was like, I did not want to run track. Yeah. Like, that was my whole attitude about <laughs> it. And I ended up making varsity as a freshman and Mm -hmm. did all these amazing things. And I really didn't realize that I was really good until maybe about the end of the season. And then I said, oh, wow, I'm I'm actually pretty dope. (laughs) (laughs) And so then I I never went back to basketball um, at the school. I played, like, in the front of the house or at the park. But I never played on another team again. I, I was strictly track and field. And I believe I love track so much. And, and this is because track and field is an individual sport. Mm. It's a team sport when you come together for a relay, but it's an individual sport. Mm-hmm. And uh, what I loved about it was when I would to look in the papers, you know, this is how old I am. I'm telling my age. <laughs> when I would look into the daily breeze and my name would be in there, like Carmelita Jetter ran, you know, 11-7 and won the race. And, you know, that was big to me I love that so um I never went back to basketball because I love the individualism of track and field yeah definitely I totally get that um I think all sports in general has the ability to teach us so many amazing life lessons. I mean, you've been inspired by so many athletes. You've inspired so many athletes as well. So I know currently you're coaching um, at Missouri State for the women's track team. So tell me, like, what are some lessons that you kind of want to teach your athletes through sport, through track, and, like, what kind of things you want to emulate? Oh, wow, that's a really good question. There's so many things that I hope that I'm teaching them now. Mm-hmm. You know, as a, as a coach, you definitely you want to, you know, help them be a better athlete. You want to help them run faster. You yeah. want to help them make NCAAs. You want to help them get on the podium. Mm-hmm. But in that process, I need to teach you some life lessons, too. Yeah. Um, you know, I need to try to, you know, help you learn more about hard work and learn more about being a, a, a team player. Like I say, track and field is an individual sport, and it is. But at the same time, you have to learn how to be a team player as well um, when, you know, you're doing relays or, you know, when, you know, you're cheering for your team. So I'm hoping that I'm teaching 
balancing that as well as how to work well with others, which will help you in life when you have a job. You know, you're not going to always like the person that you work with. Yeah. Just like you're not going to always like the person that's on your team. And, mm. and I constantly preach that. I don't need you to be best friends. I need you to respect each other. It's a yeah. big difference. Mm. Um, and, and that's one of the things that I preach um, being an associate head coach at Missouri State is, you know, learning how to work with others even if you don't like that person. Yeah. You know, that's probably the, the biggest lesson that I hope that they learn. Because when they get out to the real world, though, you know, college is great, but it's not the true real world. Yeah. And, you know, when you get out into that real world and you have to do a project with someone in your office and you don't like them and, you know, you have to figure out how to make it work, pretty much like a relay team. Mm-hmm. You know, all four players on the team, all four people on the relay don't necessarily like each other, but they're going to get the job done. Yeah. So um, I hope my number one thing that I'm teaching them is, how to work well with others, how to respect people, and how to get the job done. Yeah, that's that's really true. Um, on the other hand, you know, what, what things did they teach you, and, like, how did they inspire you? Because I know that a lot of the times um, we learn from each other. So what are some things that, you know, they've taught you? They teach me patience. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I have, I have a lot of freshmen. Uh, yeah. And I have, um, you know, so I've been, I've been learning a lot of patience. <laughs> <laughs> They've been teaching me patience. But, you know, another thing that, you know, my girls have been teaching me, too, is um, I've been um, going to school to get my master's. Mm-hmm. And um, I graduated in May. And the number one thing that I love right now is watching my girls motivate me when they see me in my office trying to get some homework done yeah. or they see me trying to finish a paper and I they'll walk up. by, coach, yeah, are you doing your homework? And I'm like, yes, <laughs> I'm doing it. So, you That's know, so cool. one, number one thing that they're just teaching me also right now, I had, last time I was in school was 2004. So, you know, they're teaching me not to give up. They're teaching me to keep pushing. Um, and even though I'm, I was great on the track, you know, I wasn't always the best in the classroom Mm -hmm. so you know my girls are motivating me right now to finish up this master's you know I have a 3.4 GPA and overall right now and a lot of it is because of them that's awesome yeah that's awesome um I kind of want to transition now into you know the female athlete aspect of this podcast I like started this podcast because I really I like one day I was just sitting in my room and I started talking about, you know, the WNBA and then I realized, you know, a lot of people don't necessarily appreciate and recognize some of the amazing things like um female athletes are doing out there. And then I also wanted to kind of get a sense for the mental aspect of the game. So, with respect to like the female aspect of athletics, um can you talk to me about some of the early um or some of your early inspirations with respect to like female athletes, like who are some uh, athletes you looked up to as a young girl? As a young girl, I looked up to Dawn Staley. Mm. I looked up to Cheryl Swoops. I looked up yeah. to Lisa Leslie. Um, I really didn't look up to track and field athletes because I didn't run track and field. Yeah. Um, I played basketball, so Charles Barkley, mm-hmm. Maggie Johnson, Larry Bird, um, I mean, I can go on and on. I wanted to be on the dream team, you know, um, for the Olympics. Um, So, but I I just knew I was going to be in the WNBA. I just knew I was going to play basketball for Team USA. And so those were were athletes 
that I looked up to. Like, you know, Dawn had hands. Handles, you know, she yeah. could hold handle a ball. She's badass. I used to try to mimic swoops. I remember I had a pair of Cheryl swoops when she had her shoes. <laughs> so, you know, those were those were women that I idolized. I would be in the front yard, you know, playing like I was them or, you know, trying to mimic them or doing a move that they might have done. So it's, it's, it's actually pretty amazing now to watch Don coaching at um, South Carolina and yeah. all of the amazing things that she's, she's doing. She's doing amazing and, things. And yeah. Exactly. So, you know, it's, it's great to watch someone as a kid that I mimicked and wanted to be, and then now we're both in the same coaching mm-hmm. world, just different sports. And I watch how she interacts with her athletes, and it's so similar to me. It's quite crazy <laughs> how, how, similar, how similar we are, even though we're in two different sports. Yeah. How would you say, like, you guys are similar in with, with respect to, like, your coaching styles? Like, what are, like, how would you, how do you interact with your athletes? I think the number one thing that I would say that why we are similar is you can tell that she cares about her athletes. Mm, yeah. Um, you know, that's a huge thing. It's lacking in, in sports. Um, it's lacking from coaches. You know, some coaches just go to work and coach. Yeah. And, 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 and a lot of coaches don't go to work to teach and care and and motivate and it's, it's just a it's a it's a it's a big difference and the one thing that I noticed by watching her on social media is she plays with her athletes she has a good time with her athletes yeah. they just had like a senior a senior day and she had like all of this amazing stuff in each person's like locker oh. and that's that's thought you know that's yeah. thoughtfulness um, and that's 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 a connection. So, um, you know, I believe I'm very connected to my girls. I care a lot about my girls, um, you know, and if you watch my social media, you can see that yeah. we have a great time. Mm-hmm. We get the job done, but we still, you, know, you got to enjoy what you're doing. Yeah. So I would definitely say the similarity of me and Dawn is like we both care about what we're doing. We're just not going to coach. We're going to teach and, and have fun and enjoy and and, and create or help 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 young young ladies be the best version of themselves. Yeah. With respect to like, you know, the relationship with your athletes, I've I don't know if you've seen it, but I seen a video of Dawn Staley with a few of her athletes and they're just like dancing to this one song and it's I just love watching that video. I think I watched it like ten times because you can just see the mutual respect that they have for one another. And then that translates onto the court right now. I think they're number one right now, which is pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so before I finish off, um, thank you so much for all the insight you've shared with me. But I ask this question to a lot of the people that I talk to. But what do you think is the most important thing we teach young women today? I think the most important thing we should be teaching young women today is belief. Like... You have to believe in you. Mm-hmm. You know, it's so it's so easy for people to believe in someone else. It's so easy for someone to bet on someone else. And the number one thing that I teach my girls at Missouri State is you have to bet on you. Yeah. You know, you have to be willing to bet the house on yourself. And um, I hope that that's what, you know, other coaches are teaching their female athletes is, you know, put yourself up on a pedestal. Mm-hmm. Put yourself up to be praised. Put yourself up with belief. You know, speak highly of yourself. So many people, so many young ladies are so afraid to, to speak highly of themselves because 
They think someone else is going to take it the wrong way. And, oh, I don't want people to think I'm cocky or arrogant. Mm, no, yeah. it's not about being cocky or arrogant. It's about feeding yourself. Yeah. And if you're not feeding yourself, then who's supposed to feed you? Mm-hmm. You know, it's just we have to we have to believe more. We have to feed ourselves those good things. Um, I always say when you wake up in the morning, you should be saying something amazing about yourself mm. um, just to start the day. And, and I do it all the time. And, you know, my people might think, oh, so shit, she's so cocky. But when you're around me, it's just energy. And my energy yeah. is contagious. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's a contagious energy. And it just flows. And, and when you're living right and you're feeling right and you're teaching right, it's just going to come out. So the number one thing I hope that young girls are learning is to believe. Awesome. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me today. I definitely learned a lot, and I'm sure that the people listening to this um, are going to learn a lot, too. So I appreciate it. Thank you so much.